Yeah, we're, we're here, by the way, at day three of the fair, uh, here at the uh, fair history booth, myself, Michael Boss, and the inestimable Don Wick, and our first interview of the day. Yeah, it's Patty McCormick. And Patty, uh, tell us about the fair memory that uh, you would like to share with us. It involved gambling. Tell us more. Well, it left me with a really sick feeling in my stomach because I was throwing dimes into a glass or something. And if you, if you, got, if you made it in the glass, you won something. But I kept throwing and throwing and throwing. And this is probably 1962. And I probably lost two or three dollars. Wow. But it felt more like 15 or 16. I just was sick. And so to this day, I'm not a gambler. That was it. That, that yeah, was it. That was it. So this depleted your treasury. That was hard-earned strawberry picking money. I was going to say, so Man. how did you earn the money picking strawberries? Who would you pick strawberries for? I picked strawberries for bombs um, in West Mount Vernon and Strobel's on Pearl Island. And then I went to digging bulbs for Bill Gerson. Oh, yeah. Good for you. Yeah, you had, had, a, had a busy life, and then you lost all your money. No, I never lost any money after that. Oh. <laughs> very yeah, careful. I couldn't borrow $5,000 from you. Could Let me I? write a check. <laughs> <laughs> well, Patty, thanks for sharing that memory. That's a great one. I appreciate that it. Is a, that is a really, really good memory. That's good great. seeing you guys. Yeah, thanks. What are you, where are you going now at the fair? What are you going to see? Uh, we came to see a, a friend of ours who just uh, was raising a, a lamb. He got a, he got a blue ribbon. He also got a like a yellow ribbon. What is that, grand something? But the lamb ate it. The lamb ate the ribbon. The lamb, lambs eat standing up and leaning on stuff. So wow. The lamb stood up and ate the ribbon. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty good, yeah. See, well, I've got a deck of cards here. You want to play cards? Get, get your wallet out. <laughs> penny. Penny slap. Thank you so much. Well, you know, a little while ago, uh, this tall, handsome gentleman walked into our booth, was looking around. I noticed he had a camera. I thought, well, maybe he's with the press. Well, as it turns out, he is involved in a media project, so I want to introduce him here. Uh, this is Ryder Collins. And Ryder, uh, if you wouldn't mind, share with Don Wick and I what it is that you're doing at the Skagit County Fair. Yeah, um, thank you. Um, yeah, like, like you said, my name is Ryder Collins, and... Um, I'm working on a um, photography project uh, about the different county fairs around the state of Washington, and it's going to kind of culminate with the state fair in September. It might take a few years to work on this project. Yeah, right. And, who, who are you uh, doing this for? Just myself. Okay, great. Yeah, I have a, I've got a blog that I, I, a friend and I shoot and write stories for, but this is just a personal project. But if you wouldn't mind telling us what the blog is, because people might want to check that out. Uh, well, some of the um, some of the stories from the fairs are on the website called the EmeraldCityDispatch.com. Awesome! I love the name. It's kind of a classic classic name. It's all black and white photography. My friend and I sort of agreed that that's like what we wanted to do, and oh, that's nice. what this project is as well. Great. But the project's unrelated to any company or anything. It's just it's just myself. Yeah. Right. Well. How many fairs have you been to in the state of Washington so far, and when did you start this thing? Uh, I started it last year at the state fair. Um, so since then, I think I've probably been to 10 different fairs and livestock shows so far. Yeah, yeah. At what, least. Where are you going next? 
Uh, Linwood? Linden? Yeah, yeah. Linden. Linden. Sorry, Linden. Linden. Yeah, I'm going to go up there North, on Sunday. Northwest Washington yep. Fair. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, going there maybe Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And um, coming up coming up here shortly is the Evergreen Fair in Monroe that I'm kind of looking forward to. Yeah, it's a good fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so next to my docket is uh, going up north. Were you at the Stanwood Camino Fair last week? I was there for about a day, a very good. unproductive day. It was a good day, but I didn't come away with a photograph. But, oh, you that's know, too that bad. happens sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. How did you have, what, what initiated this uh, for you? I just love this magical feeling that I get when I'm at the fair. And I, so let me, like, I think it's, it's good to know that my background, I've always been a city person. I'm a city kid. And, uh, but every time I go to the fair, I think it's this fascinating like intersection of, you know, city people and then the agricultural world of things like they intersect in a, in a very interesting way at the fair. And I think that there's like this just magical thing about it. And that's kind of what I'm like trying to capture on. on yeah, pictures. fairs. I agree with you. Fairs are wonderful. And they're changing. And in every fair I've been to is a little different. Um, people I've talked to are different but then there's a lot of commonalities too you know I think people in large are the same in general and uh, yeah I appreciate that perspective because we seem to be living through a, a, a point in our history as a country where there's just this growing divide between urban and rural I don't understand why it's happening I certainly don't think it's healthy so I think anything that anyone can do to try and bridge that perceived gulf, however you perceive it, that's got to be a good thing. What, uh, what is it, you, you were talking about what it is that you loved about fairs. Are, are there some things that you've seen, you know, a, a common threads that have kind of run through uh, uh, the fairs? Yeah, one of the biggest things that I've seen is the livestock, like agricultural side of the fair. And to be more specific, I see a lot of like 4-H kids and FFA kids. And that's a huge part of, at least the fairs I've been to in Western Washington, that's a huge part of it. And I see this, it's a similar track. I've been to many different livestock shows with part of the fairs and the kids will have these animals and they show the animal and compete and they'll auction the animal and then it's this like what i observe is this thing of, of sadness after the fact uh, yeah. the animal gets sold to go to a slaughterhouse and um you know it, it's it's kind of a hard thing to watch not that part but the, the selling of the animal is, yeah. is hard you yeah know? And, and um but 4-h and ffa are so good the lessons they provide for for young people agreed and i um I think some of the people I've talked to and like parents I've talked to and kids I've interviewed and everything for like just getting to know people, like these are some of the finest people I've ever met in my life. What else do you see that fairs have in common other than 4-H and FFA? I think they have the same rides in many respects <laughs> and that's something that's interesting. And there's also, uh, you know, Corn dogs and elephant ears. Well, I'm going to say they, corn dogs might be the biggest might be the biggest similarity. Yeah, and so I, I think like I'm I'm interested in the agricultural side, but I'm also interested in the like carnival side of the fair too, and that's that's something that uh, is maybe more elusive to capture. But you know, I'm giving myself time. Yeah, yeah. Any particular, you know, unique things that you've come across at different fairs? It was like, wow, I did not expect to see that. Yeah, I was at the King County Fair uh, last month, and they're having this um, 
this guy's jump off this ramp uh, on, on like dirt bikes and they're jumping off this ramp and flying really, really high into the air and they were landing on this inf giant, giant inflatable like ramp. And you could the, just imagine the biggest bounce house ever, but, but right, in the shape right, of right. a ramp. And there's this larger than life like character who was emceeing this whole show and he was his he was dressed in like this crazy outfit and he had a big cowboy hat that, that had the American flag like decorated on the cowboy hat and he got up on the ramp and he was you know within five feet of these motorcycles flying through the air and they were landing right next to him and he invited me up on the ramp and I came up there and took a portrait of him just like just a wild man and um, that was one of the wildest things I've seen at, at one of the fairs was it was at the King County Fair. Uh, I want to I, I want to bring that act to uh, the Skagit County Fair. I'm going to talk to Eric Gaither about that. Uh, so what do you think of our fair? I here got the so guy's far? phone number too, man. I right, give good. it to you, man. All right, excellent. <laughs> yes. How, how are you liking the Skagit County Fair? It's great. This place. You know, when I got out of my car, so my family. I've got family that lives in Burlington. Oh, and nice. I, I think I associate smells with memories, and I think that's a very common response. Oh, yeah. I get out of the car, and I smell somebody's front lawn, and I parked, like, on the street there. And it just had this memory of, like, coming and spending summers up in this area. I live yeah. in Seattle, um, but I lived in California when I was a kid. and But I'd spend every summer up here with, with my grandparents, and they lived in Burlington. Oh, and nice. Anyway, it just brought me right back, yeah. like, smelling that. And so I thought, oh, being back at this fair is, is great. I, I used to come to this fair as a little kid because they had a Grange booth here. Uh, oh. The Fredonia Grange um, yeah. had, a, had a little booth here. Yeah. And most of those members aren't really alive anymore, literally, and the, the organization is... Yeah kind of dwindling in certain areas but uh, my grandparents were Grange members and so nice. I have memories of that being at oh, this wow. fair. Alright, so yeah, so you got some country in you, my friend. <laughs> well, Ryder, I'm sure glad you stopped by. Um, it's been great talking to you. Alright, Ryder, thank you so very, very much. Thank you guys. Appreciate appreciate your time and, and uh, look forward to getting some pictures of this thing. Yeah, and snap to it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, um, I've been bugging this gentleman that's sitting across from us for a couple of days now because um, I am so intrigued uh, by what he is doing. He is uh, the publisher of a small town newspaper. I want to introduce you to Jason Miller, the publisher of the Concrete Herald. And I, I just saw a publication that you guys did um, about... Um, it's it's kind of a tourism publication of, of all the different things going on in the Cascades area. Yeah, it's the North Cascadian Traveler's Guide, and it covers Cedro Woolley and Clear Lake and then all the communities out Highway 20, along Highway 20 there, and Darrington. It's basically the Concrete Herald coverage area. Right, right. So it's a Concrete Herald publication, of course. Great part of the world. Yep. Gorgeous. And Jason, you're the former mayor of Concrete? Yep. Yep. Did two terms. Two terms, I know you did. And uh, you did a great job. I used to see you at a lot of events, and you're still at a lot of events. And uh, how did you ever get involved in uh, the Concrete Herald? What, what led you to that? Well, actually, I had a job. <laughs> you had a job? A small a job. PR firm in Ballard that I was working, and, uh, and I did that until the recession hit in 2008. Oh, boy. Um, and first, me and my boss got uh, laid off for, well, they asked us to work for a month with no pay. Wow. And uh, just kind of hold on, you know, maybe let's see what happens here. And so then we uh, 
we went home and immediately started polishing off our resumes. Uh-huh. Good, and, good, and that's good what move. happened. Thankfully, that little firm, which I loved, uh, I loved that job. I love the, I still love the firm. Um, I'm still in loose contact with them, actually. Um, they they made it through, and but in the meantime, I was like, well, what should I do here? Should I jump back to freelance writing, which I'd been doing since uh, 1989? Uh-huh. Um, and, and I thought, ha, 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 and I noodled a bunch of ideas, um, sent resumes out for, you know, quote-unquote real work. And then I thought, and then I caught wind of the Concrete Herald and the fact that it had been gone since the end of 1991, so 18 years at that point. Oh, my point. gosh. And we had uh, an Upper Valley uh, publication. I don't, I don't want to speak ill of it, but it just wasn't up to the quality that I would have preferred. Yeah. Um, and so I thought, oh, let's, let's see what happens here. What, what would happen if I started a fundraiser to bring the hometown newspaper back? So I did, and the long and the short of it is I raised $10,000 in about five months and brought the brought the newspaper great, back in great. May of 2009. Yeah, that's great, yeah. How did you ever focus on concrete? What led you to concrete, though, what, from Ballard to concrete? That Well, that was uh, the, the the actual move to concrete? Is well, that no, what we're the, talking the about here? In, the interest there. How did you get interested in that part of the world up there? Money. <laughs> Money. Money. <laughs> I grew up in Linden. I, oh, when you I, did? Yeah, when I moved back here to Washington from Minnesota after spending about 14 years over there, uh-huh. non-consecutive, but 14 years, um, I, I tried to move back to Linden. I even found that my childhood home was for sale. Unfortunately, the house that my parents had bought for um, 62.5 in 1976 was, was $350,000. Yeah. And I had been approved as a, as a self-employed person for one hundred and eighty. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> at that point. Yeah. So I didn't have a prayer. I looked all around. I looked in Linden. I looked in all, all over Whatcom County. Couldn't find anything. So as the saying goes, I drove until I qualified. Yeah. And yeah. I lucked out. Yeah. Because I, I like small towns. I yeah. grew up in Linden's, and it was only 4,000 people then. Yeah. So I really liked liked what I saw in concrete. At the time, I was single, and it had what I needed, a bank, a post office, and a grocery store. There you go. <laughs> yeah. so what you else do you need? I yeah. was good to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a really great downtown that hadn't been wrecked by suburban sprawl right. developers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is a great downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Nary uh, McDonald's in sight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a single one. Yeah, and and a, and a great pizza joint. I remember being a little trepidatious when I saw that there was a pizza joint, and I thought, boy, that could go either way. You know, <laughs> I'm way out here. Who knows how good knows. it is? And now and there's great ice cream. Great ice yeah, cream. Yeah, great ice cream. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of greats in I've, town now. I've heard good things. I've heard good things about the pizza place there. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to getting out there, getting out there and trying it. Yeah. Um, so, describe the paper, your mission. What are you doing? Mission. I, I am d- attempting to connect all of the small communities in the Upper Valley. Uh, one thing that the former editor told me, Annie Bashir of Annie's Pizza, <laughs> um, she told me, and I, I remember kind of giving this a side eye when I, when she first said it she said when the concrete herald crumbled back in 1991 sorry when it when it went under the community crumbled um. and i remember thinking that's kind of a bit of a push there yeah, yeah. it just seemed a little like an overstatement right, a little right, hyperbolic sure. yeah right but, 
I have since realized that she's absolutely spot on. And and the, the what the Concrete Herald does is it stitches everyone back together. Um, everyone is better aware of what's going on in the individual communities that are in the Upper Valley, let alone their own. I mean, it's, it's very surprising how little some people know when they're not paying attention to their local newspaper, when they're getting their stuff off of Facebook, for example. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a Facebook fan. I yeah. was at yeah. first, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's running at about a 70% misinformation uh, rate right now, and that's just beyond the pale for me. I, well, can't, I can't stand that. God, that was, love, God love you for that. Yeah, that was one thing that I discovered when I started doing it, because I've got a, a BA and an MFA in creative writing. Okay. That's what I've been trained sure, in. Sure, sure. And so when I took this on, I remember thinking, boy, I'm going to have to bone up on journalism, because I only took one class at, at the time. It was just an entry-level thing, yeah. 101. Um, and and I did, what I discovered about myself is that I, I have this seething passion for facts. I go bonkers. That's why I spend very little time on Facebook because I can't stand right. all yeah. the lack of factual you. information that's there. So that, that's what I'm, I'm mainly about. Get yeah. the facts. Get the facts. Yeah. I'll, you know, everybody can interpret them however they want. My job is to publish the facts. Yeah. Well, Jason, I am. I can't tell you how thrilled I am about what you're doing, and I'm also going to tell you that I am looking forward to, even before having met you or, or having looked at the Concrete Herald, spending more time in concrete, just learning more about the history of the place and writing about that as part of what we do for uh, Tales of the Magic's Gadgets. So cool. uh, I'm looking forward to coming up and seeing you and uh, uh, getting some lunch at Andy's Pizza. Yeah, sounds yeah. like a plan to me. Andy, uh, Andy, Jason. Andy. Annie. Annie. <laughs> Jason, thanks so much. I really appreciate the... Uh, My pleasure. Jason, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. This is great. All right. Well, you know what? I'm really pleased here because this is the second time uh, here in day three of the fair, but the second time that Don and I have been here when we've had a chance to have a return visit from somebody that we interviewed from the 2022 fair. And I'm here, we're here, with Savannah and her sister Victoria. And you may recall from last year that we talked to Savannah about being in 4-H. And uh, Savannah's thing in 4-H is archery. So, Savannah, what's it feel like to be uh, back at the fair again this year now that you're a year older? Honestly, I just have had such a good experience in both years. And I love coming back here every year. And I get to teach people how to shoot, and that's just a wonderful thing to me. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's not polite to ask a lady your age, but I am going to ask you yours. How old are you this year? I'm 11. You're 11. So you are the same age as my grandson, my oldest grandson. Victoria, how old are you? I'm 8. You're 8. So you're the, you know, you guys are the exact same age as my two grandsons. This is awesome. Um, how's the archery been going this year? You said you've been able to teach, do, do some teaching? Yeah, actually, we had probably about 40 different people come in yesterday to learn how to shoot. And that was really busy, but also at the same time, they were really kind and they um, they listened to the instructions and they did really well at shooting. How did, uh, how did you ever get involved in archery? Um, actually, it was out there. Um, I decided that I wanted to shoot and I mean, I've shot before, but nothing like how I'm shooting now. So, doing way better. How long? How long have you been doing it? 
Um, probably since like seven or eight. Okay, so it's been a while now. And what is it that you love most about archery? I just, just how I focus and I get to like blur everything out and it's like I'm the only one shooting and I'm really proud of myself when I get a bullseye or when I shoot a balloon. Wow. You know, to be able to develop that kind of focus is a really valuable life skill, and that's going to serve you well in many ways. Victoria, what do you like to do at the fair? Mm, I, I like to go on the ride, but my mom doesn't really want to. Oh, she doesn't, does she? Does she just think you're too little? Yeah. What's the deal with that? It makes her stomach hurt. Oh, it she makes her... Like, like oh. the zipper and stuff, she doesn't like going on those, but the Ferris wheel... Yeah, yesterday. Like the Ferris wheel and stuff fine about like the zipper and those more crazy rides yeah yeah so so it's not that she has a problem with you being on the ride it's that she doesn't want to go on the ride okay well uh, it is would it be okay for you to just like go with your sister i'm at the range all day not all day not if she's on break she can take me to a ride Don't know about that. So, Savannah, you feel like you've really been uh, getting a lot better in this last year at archery? Oh, yeah. Last year, um, I didn't have very much of a ribbon at all. This year, I got reserved grand champion. Congratulations. What a proud moment for you. Yeah. Um, what grade are you in now? I'm going into sixth. All right. What's the best thing uh, that you like about school? Um, honestly, I like to create relationships with my teachers, and um, I like reading a lot. That's like my highest skill in school. Okay. I'm an eighth grade reader. Ah, very good. So have you got a book recommendation for us? What's the best book you've read lately? Probably, um... Ophelia, after all. All right, all right. Uh, you ever read any of the uh, Rick Reardon series? Um, maybe. Okay. He does the uh, Percy Jackson Thief of Light. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, my grandsons are really into those. Victoria, what do you like most about the fair? You were saying you really like the rides. What else? Is there a favorite fair food that you have? I like to look around and see... Like all the like toys and cool things I can find. Uh-huh. Like I saw like cute Karomi and Cinnamon Roll uh, and Hello Kitty and stuff over in a booth. Oh yeah, you can't go you can't go wrong with Hello Kitty. Well guys, I'm so delighted to have you here again. I uh, think I can get you back here next year for another interview and let's check in with you and see how things are going in your yeah. life and uh, see what other uh, awards you've won, Savannah. Because I have a few uh, feeling you've got a she's few She's shooting more. next year. Are you shooting next year, Victoria? You excited about that? Yeah. Well, you've got a good teacher with your big sister here. By the way, i got to ask you this question, Victoria. On a scale of one to 10, where would you put your big sister? Seven. Well, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Guys, thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Yeah.